At the end of the summer, Governor Kathy Hochul signed legislation extending the life of the state's Mercury Thermostat Collection Act, prompting me to wonder, what is the Mercury Thermostat Collection Act, and why do we need to keep it around through 2024? To answer those questions, and maybe one or two more questions, we're joined by Katie Kitalowski, a product stewardship and extended producer responsibility supervisor with the State Department of Environmental Conservation, which oversees and reports on the Mercury Thermostat Collection Act. Welcome to the show, Katie. Hi, David. Thanks for having me. So for starters, why is the state interested in mercury thermostat collection? Are environmental officials like yourself just nostalgic for the heyday of mercury and you've just got a big pile of them at your office? Or is there more to it than that? <laughs> well, it's it's really simple. Mercury is bad. And, um, you know, the mercury is still a top 10 chemical of concern. According to the World Health Organization, it can be extremely toxic to humans even exposure in small amounts can result in serious health problems. Mercury thermostats themselves have three to four grams of elemental mercury in them, which is quite large amounts. So that's equivalent to a thousand compact fluorescent light bulbs, for example, in one mercury thermostat. So if we're disposing of these improperly, then you know that can result in significant releases to the environment. And in their heyday, how prolific were mercury thermostats? Are these things that were in like every home and business uh, around the state or, or were they more of a niche item? No, I mean, this. these were everywhere. This was uh, quite the technological advance a few uh, decades ago. And, you know, even though we've stopped selling them in the state since 2012, these mercury thermostats can last for 30 to 50 years. So we're talking, you're still going to have these things on the walls well into 2050. So prior to 2013, there was a voluntary collection of mercury thermostats, but that changed with the 2013 Mercury Thermostat Collection Act. Can you explain, I guess, broadly speaking, what's required by that law that took effect in 2014? The Thermostat Recycling Corporation was created by manufacturers voluntarily to provide a take-back collection system for out-of-service mercury thermostats, and they began voluntarily in New York State in 2001. Um, in 2004, we passed a separate mercury-added consumer products law, which put out a disposal ban on mercury-containing products beginning in 2005, and then a sales prohibition on mercury thermostats specifically in 2012. So um, the industry saw that this was coming. Then New York passed the Mercury Thermostat Collection Act in 2013, and it created a mandatory producer responsibility take-back program that began in July of 2014. So with passing of that critical extended producer responsibility or EPR legislation, producers started to fund the proper end-of-life collection for these harmful devices. And with that shift to the producer program, the burden was removed from municipalities and taxpayers. So the program itself is, is relatively simple. The law requires that manufacturers establish a free and convenient acceptance program for 
transportation, recycling, disposal, and proper management of these out-of-service mercury thermostats, and then also that they provide some education and outreach to those that are wishing to properly manage the thermostats. And then thermostat wholesalers in the state are required to act as uh, participating collection sites for these devices, and then others can voluntarily join with TRC, the Thermostat Recycling Corporation, if they so choose. So in practice, what do those collection efforts actually consist of and what do they look like? So really these collection locations, they accept in proper collection receptacles and they're required under separate universal waste regulations to make sure that these receptacles are um, sent for proper recycling or disposal from that site within one year of acceptance at the site. It's not like consumers are bringing 20 thermostats a day at this point to these locations. Well, prior to the implementation of this program in 2014, uh, nearly 36,000 mercury thermostats were collected from 2000 to 2013 as part of a voluntary program, according to the 2022 report on this act. What have collections been like since then? Have you seen a demonstrable uptick in annual collections as the result of this mandatory program? As you point out, there was the voluntary program um, that started in 2001. Um, Collections were relatively low. Then with the 2004 disposal ban of the mercury added consumer products law, we saw a a slight uptick in collections. And then ultimately with the extended producer responsibility program, it was at first a threefold increase in the number of collections from New York State. And it's remained relatively consistent throughout the years. There's, There's a number of factors that have had decreases in collection throughout the years, but that's definitely something that is possible to improve, and we we really hope to make that happen. Well, for listeners just joining us, you're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're talking about the Mercury Thermostat Collection Act. Yes, that's that's right. You heard us, the Mercury Thermostat Collection Act. And our guest is Katie Kitalowski, the Product Stewardship and Extended Producer Responsibility Supervisor with the State Department of Environmental Conservation. So according to the 2022 report on this act, there's a note that the initial goal for collections in 2015, I think the first full year of implementation, was more than 15,000 out-of-service mercury thermostats. Um, It looks like it was a little short of that. What do you think is keeping us from hitting those high projections that the state initially had for this program? You're right. In 2015, the annual goal for the producer responsibility organization and its manufacturers to hit for collections was 15,500 mercury thermostats. We've never come close to collecting that many in New York State. There's various reasons for that. For the most part, the average consumer isn't even aware of this extended producer responsibility program's existence. You know, we hear that a lot. We have EPR programs for for other products in the state. We have it for e-waste and rechargeable batteries and pharmaceuticals and soon-to-be carpet and these laws all place the onus on the manufacturers or the representatives to come up with a education and outreach program. And depending on the legislation, it's, it, you know, it hasn't been very robust, the requirements. So education and outreach is a really big component. You need to get collection location participation. Other states have implemented um, a financial return incentive, and that's something that certainly is a recommendation of DEC's 
report that you mentioned from October of 22, the financial return incentives work. Um, it's kind of like a rebate system. Maine and Vermont, for example, have had a $5 per thermostat return incentive for years, and they're consistently the two states with the highest collection numbers, much more so than New York. And then I think it was 2021, California just um, passed a law that would require a $30 financial return incentive per mercury thermostat. And that's, so that's something, you know, New York could and, and should consider somewhere in that five to 30 range. But, you know, that would just look like you bring your thermostat to a wholesaler or other collection location and you would hand it over, you'd fill out a form certifying that, you know, this is your thermostat, you didn't rip it off the wall from somewhere, and and then they would put it in the mail at the collection site, and within a few months, you should have your, your money back. Well, what about where collection sites are located as well? Could that make a difference in terms of collections, such as mandating a certain number of collection sites per people in a municipality or a given area? Yes, you're hitting the nail right on the head. So I, I do have the report law, in front of me, Katie. <laughs> awesome. I'm glad you read it. So, you know, 10 years ago when this law was conceived, we didn't have a ton of experience implementing these extended producer responsibility programs, but definitely a strong convenience standard is something that we hope to see in these pieces of legislation. Population density considerations, um, making sure rural areas are are adequately addressed the convenience there. The problem right now with the minimal requirements of the current act is that there are, I believe, 10 counties of the state that have only one collection location and then seven counties of the state that don't have any collection locations at all. So we have 17 underserved counties, many of which are the rural counties that would likely have older housing stock with mercury thermostats still on the walls. Often these rural locations don't have access to household hazardous waste events or, or facilities. So we're really worried about the improper disposal that may be occurring in those areas. So yes, definitely um, a stronger convenience standard is a recommendation of the report. And what about funding to DEC from the thermostat manufacturers for expenses related to oversight of the program. The report says a lack of that type of funding uh, results in an inability to hire, say, adequate staff. So what would you do with additional staff that you can't do now? Well, um, you know, I'm at the program level here. We we certainly can always use more staff to, to oversee our seven product stewardship and extended producer responsibility programs. There's a lot of room for legal assistance. So definitely staffing for our general counsel is necessary, but um, I don't, I don't get to make those decisions, but it's definitely, (laughs) definitely funding is essential. And that's a key element of what we consider effective EPR proposals these days is make sure that the agency is adequately funded. the, The programs, the laws that have passed in the state, historically have not provided funding to the agency for us to be able to do adequate compliance and enforcement or for us to assist in outreach when it is found that the programs might be lacking. Shocking. Um, Well, finally, (laughs) uh, how many mercury thermostats do you think are still out there in New York? 
That is a really hard question. And I was hoping you could tell me, you know. <laughs> um, I, I think my so, parents might have one and I'll definitely check after this interview or they'll, my mom will let me know when she hears it. But besides that, I can't report on the other like 19 million New Yorkers. <laughs> right. Well, I know I have eight in my house currently in my small ranch. So um, they're out there. There's there hasn't been a ton of studies specifically on New York. There was um, one conducted in 2015 by um, Skumat's Economic Research Associates did a study for the Clean Water Fund and New York Public Interest Research Group. And they concluded at the time that there were over 4 million mercury thermostats still on the walls in the state. And they also said that you know approximately 90,000 are available to come off the walls each year for the foreseeable future. And really when you when you think about that and you think about the program in New York has only collected a little over 80,000 for the entire how many years 12 11 12 years now that it's been in existence, it's safe to say that this program should be continued. You can't have a disposal ban without a proper convenient recycling plant plan for these devices. So there, there's definitely thermostats out there still to be collected. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We've been speaking with Katie Kitalowski, the Product Stewardship and Extended Producer Responsibility Supervisor with the State Department of Environmental Conservation. Katie, thank you so much for making the time. Definitely. Thank you. And if anyone is interested in recycling their mercury thermostat, check out thermostat-recycle.org. Support for the Capitol Press Room is provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. UnionStrongNY.com for more information.